Welcome to Chicago West Sunday Sermons, where we encourage with the gospel of Jesus Christ, equip within Christ-centered community, and engage with good works. This week, we will hear a sermon from Pastor John Kelly. So at this time, um, we're going to have our first through fifth graders come and sit forward in these three rows. So our first through fifth graders can come on up. If you have a maraca, please leave that with your parent. We're not going to bring that up here. But come on and sit down in a seat here. There we go. All right. Let's cheer for our kids as they're coming up. so good to see you guys this morning. All right, it looks like we have a few extra chairs, so if your child is in kindergarten, we have a few extra chairs that they can come and fill in um, if they are comfortable sitting up here. All right, well, I want to hear from you guys this morning. Can you let the church know how you're feeling about family service? We're going to give them a loud cheer on the count of three, okay? Ready? One, two, three. Oh, my goodness. Let's try that again. Can you guys cheer? Give me a thumbs up if you can cheer. I know you can. You guys are nice and loud upstairs. You can do the same down here. All right, ready? One, two, three. Okay, maybe we'll have to try that again later. I think you guys can do better. But to start our time together, Pastor John is going to give us a message. But first, we have Lydia and Jody coming up, and they're going to read our story for today. So can you guys come on up here? And Jody's going to start out um, and let us know where you're reading as well. I'm reading Mark chapter 2, verse 23. One Sabbath, he was going through the grain fields, and as they made their way, his disciples began to pluck heads of grain. And the Pharisees were saying to him, Look, why are they doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? And he said to them, have you never read what David did? When he was in need and was hungry, he and those who were with him, how he entered the house of God in the time of Abathar, the highest priest. Priest. And ate the bread of the presence, which is is not lawful for any but the priest to to eat, and also gave it to those who were with him. And he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. I'm reading Mark chapter 3, verse 1 through 6. Again, he entered the synagogue, and a man was there with a withered hand. 
And they watched Jesus to see whether he would heal him on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him. And he said to the man with the withered hand, come here. And he said to them, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do harm, to save life or to kill? But they were silent. And they looked around at them, and he looked around with, at them with anger. Grieved at their hardness of heart, he said to the man, stretch out your hand. He stretched it out, and his hand was restored. The Pharisees went out and immediately held counsel with the Herodians against him to destroy him. Thank you, guys. Let's give them a round of applause. That was a lot of reading. Good job. All right. Well, we're going to hear our message in a moment, but I want you guys to be respectful and to be listening. Can you do that for me? Give me a thumbs up. All right. Well, good morning, everybody. Oh, y'all too. That's right. That's right. I forgot. <laughs> good morning, everybody. But I miss you guys. Thank you. You're sitting up front today, right? You guys feel nervous? No? You said you're very nervous. I understand. I get it. Well, I'm glad to share God's word with you, right? We'll probably spend like the next 20 minutes ago talking about God's word. And uh, I want to talk to you about a topic this morning that I know is probably the last thing you want to hear because you love to play. Anybody in here love to play? If I said we can go across the street to the playground right now, who would want to go? All right, right. Well, what I want to talk to you about right now, you probably don't want to hear, but your parents would love to hear it. And it's the topic of rest. 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 I want you to say after me, did you know that God wants you to rest? Did you know that? That God wants you to rest? Rush? No, rest. Rest. <laughs> I want you to say, I want you to repeat after me, okay? We're gonna, I, know, I know you couldn't do it for Miss, Mrs. Miller, but let's just repeat after me. Say, God, God wants, me wants me to rest. To rest. All right? Parents, let's say it. Adults, let's say it together. Right? God wants me to rest. Let that sink in. This is a very important topic. I really I wish that when I was your age, somebody told me that. 20 years from now, you will thank me. And you'll say, you know, there was a pastor one day. He told me that God said that he loves when I rest and he wants me to rest. So we're going to spend some time. I'm going to get to you in one second. We're going to spend some time looking at why it's important to rest. And I know right now you can't wait to leave and go play. But it's good to build this muscle on rest, okay? So can you do me a favor? Can you just bow your heads real quick? And can I just pray for you? I want to pray that this wouldn't just be a, a message, but that God would really teach you the importance of rest, okay? Let me just pray real quickly for you. God, I thank you for these precious souls here. I thank you for the families represented in this room, and I pray you would teach us this morning how important it is to rest and why you created us with a need for rest. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So you just heard the story um, read, but I want to read, uh, parents, adults, if you have a copy of God's words, you could turn to Mark chapter 2, and we'll be in verse 23 
And we'll go to chapter 3, verse 6. Now, this morning, I'm preaching from the New Living Translation. Uh, parents normally, normally preach from the ESV, but I really feel like the New Living Translation is really um, is very simplistic in capturing the story. Uh, but on, in chapter 2, verse 23, it says this, On the Sabbath day, as Jesus was walking through the grain fields, he and his disciples began breaking off heads of grain to eat. They were hungry, y'all. Anybody here hungry? You laughing? But the Pharisees said to Jesus, Look, why are they breaking the law by harvesting grain on the Sabbath? Jesus said to them, Haven't you ever read in the scriptures what David did when he, he and his companions were hungry? He went into the house of God during the days when Abiathar was high priest, and he broke the law by eating the sacred loaves of bread that not only the priests are allowed to eat, but he also gave some to his companions. Verse 27, this is what we're going to focus on right now. Then Jesus said to them, the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people and not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. Here's the first thing I just want to say to you as you're listening to me this morning is we need to rest. We don't, we not that we should rest, we need to rest. Jesus says the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of the people. The word Sabbath means to rest. Now, who knows in here, who knows how long it took God to create the world? Any guess? Shout it out, go ahead. Seven days. Ah, some says seven. You said, oh, no, well, six. <laughs> You're both right. Here's, so God created the world. He created everything in six days, and on the seventh day, he rested. It said he rested from all of his works. What does that mean that God rested from all of his works? It means that on that seventh day, he wasn't going to do any activity related to creating the world. He's still God. He still exists. He's not sleeping in the corner. But he's choosing to not put any energy into anything dealing with creation so that he can rest. And it's not because he needs rest, because he's God. He did it as an example for us. Now, does anybody in here knows what it means to rest? What do you think? You can shout out. Sleep. Sleep. <laughs> sleep. All the kids say sleep. Do y'all go to sleep when your parents tell you to go to sleep, though? Yeah. Yeah, you say I do. You said you don't want to go to sleep? All right. So that's good. You guys brought up some good things. Sleep is a part of rest, but it's not just rest. I want to talk to you about what rest is. I want you to um, point to your mind, right? Rest, we rest, we have to stop my mind, and I want you to hug yourself right now, and my body from doing actions that take energy in order to allow myself to connect with God and recover my strength, Okay? You're smiling. You're like, yeah, I get it, right? Yeah, yeah. Let's do that one more time, all right? I want to stop my, my mind and my body. Hug yourself. You are loved from doing actions that take energy in order to allow myself to connect with God and recover strength. The reason why we say our minds is because, you know, you could lay down and your mind is just still going, still going, and you're not resting. Right? Like, so you're, even though you're physically laying down, right, you can go away on vacation or you can go over your grandparents' house and you're laying there, but your mind is just going, going, going. Sometimes when I go away and I go see family, 
it takes me like three days for my mind to catch up to my body, for me to not think about an email or to do this or to do that. And so when we rest, we have to try to rest our minds and rest our what? Our bodies. So how do we do that? Right? What do you, why is it important to rest your mind? How do you rest your mind? Well, let's just say you had a friend or a classmate or a brother or sister or someone who took your toys and was mean. Wouldn't that be a lot to think about? You guys got some hard problems as kids. You're going to eat Cheerios or Frosted Flakes? Decisions to make, right? A lot to think about. Right, But you could sit there and you could think about how your brother or your sister took your Kindle or took your toy. Or you can give your mind rest and think about something else. Your body, right? Maybe you've been running around and playing all day. Do you get to play at school? Do you get to go out in the yard and play in the playground? Right? Maybe you've been playing. Maybe it's been a long week. Right? Maybe you were in a car, your family, or somebody was driving to another city. And you're like, ah, can we get out of the car? Right? I'm hungry. You want to go to Chick-fil-A? Right? You want to go McDonald's? Or Krovers? Okay. You've been around, huh? You get around. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no, don't start, don't start cheering for Krovers. All right, we're going, we're going. All right. All right, but, but, right, it's been busy. And when you get out the car, you've been somewhere, what do you want to do? You want to lay down, right? You rest your body. Oh, you want to play? Let's keep working through the message. We're going to get there. All right. Well, listen, we're going to look at verse 27 says, Jesus said to them, the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people. The Sabbath, think about this. He said rest. The day of rest was made to meet our needs. And you know what's amazing about this? That God created this day and he said that we needed rest. And he created this before sin ever entered the world. That means he wanted us to rest not because of sin, but just in general. This is, a, this is something that he created not because or sin came, but before that. So why do we need the rest? What will happen to us if we don't rest? Do you know your mind and your mental health can go down if you don't rest? I get very irritable and cranky when I'm tired. My body is just like, I can't do it, John. Go lay down. My mind can get, you said what? Yeah, oh, you feel dizzy if you didn't eat? I know, right? Give me some. Yeah, right? And so we can affect our mind if we don't eat. You brought up a good point. That's the second thing, our physical health. Like our bodies need to rest. Physically, our bodies need to rest. Your body will say, I can't do it. Do you know? How many of you know what it is to like run a race or run a marathon? You ever seen people do that? Do you know when they tell you um, when, you, when you train for a marathon, you, they say, don't rob the rest. What that means is you actually recover and gain strength in the moments that you rest, not simply in all the energy of training. It's important to rest. Your body, your physical health will start to decline if you don't rest. You got a question? You ran a 100-meter dash yesterday. Let's go. Come on now. Come on now. Give me fist bumps. And you won? Oh, you a legend. Let's go. That's right. That's right. That's right. Get that trophy. The third thing is our spiritual health. We need the rest so that our souls and our hearts and our minds can connect with God. 
And so you need rest, your mind needs rest, your body needs rest, and your soul needs rest. And so how do you rest? I, wanna, I just want to give you some ways to rest this week. Because I know you're like, well, okay, Pastor John, I, how do I control my mind? Well, I'll give you a tip on something that I do. Um, if Jesus was here right now and you could see Jesus face to face and you could hang out with him, you could do anything you want to do, just hang out with Jesus right now, what would you do? Anybody, what would you do? You would rest? Oh, look at <laughs> you earned some points for that. That's good. What, you, what would you do if you could hang out with Jesus? You would get ice cream. Love it. One more. What would you do? You would cry? I know. I would, too. Like, just the thought of it, right? It's just like, man, like, I know that's what I'm going to do when I see him, right? And so here's the point. Whenever you get, like, your mind is just, like, stressed out, you're thinking about all these other things, right? I always try to go in my mind to the place that I have with Jesus. For me, I always picture myself sitting by a campfire at night in Israel. And it's just me and Jesus hanging out and we're talking. And so that's the way I take my thoughts captive and to think about something else. You know, Scripture says whatever is good, whatever is lovely, right? Think about these things. Another way you can rest your body is you can lay down. You can be quiet if possible. You can turn off your electronics. You never do that? Listen, we all guilty in the room, brother. We struggle with the Nintendo and your iPad. I know, right? And in the parents, we're on our phone all the time, right? So sometimes that's, that's why we need, I'm going to get to you guys in one second, but that's why sometimes we need to relax. And sometimes the way you can relax is you can do a puzzle, you can pray, you can draw, right? You can, you can sit outside, enjoy the weather. But here's the point, God wants you to rest and you need to rest. Okay, but here's the second thing that I want you all to know. We worship God when we rest. Did you know that? Look at verse 28. It says, so the son of man, that is Jesus, is Lord even of the Sabbath. He says, I am God and I am God of rest. That's very important. The day of rest, the Sabbath, Jesus says that he is God over it. He is the God of rest. So that means to know Jesus is to know rest. There's always rest in his presence. If Jesus is the Lord, if he is God, if he's the God of rest, then to rest is an act of worship. Can I just tell you something? If there's nothing else you remember what I said, please remember this for the rest of your life. Rest is an act of worship. No one ever taught me that. I'm going to answer you in one second. No one ever taught me that rest was an act of worship. Why is that? Rest is an act of worship because when we choose to rest, we are saying to Jesus that the world and to the world that he is God and we are not. And that he can keep working on our behalf when we stop. That even if we don't do this or do that, that he's able to keep our world afloat. So when we worship God, let's put our hands up like we want to worship. Right? When we worship, we say things like, Lord, you are great. Lord, you are good. Right? We just sung, Lord, you are holy. We, we declare and we say certain things. We do certain things. But also what you're learning this morning is that you can worship God by not doing anything. Let me give you an example. What if I said to all of you right now that we have ice cream and cookies upstairs? Look at you. I didn't even finish the sentence. 
You want Infinity Scoops? Okay. I never heard. I thought you said Infinity Stones from the Avengers. You said Scoops. Okay. So here's the point. If I said to you all, we can go upstairs right now, and you can have as much ice cream as you want. You, look, you, twice, you, you was the first one, right? How many of you want to go upstairs? Now, what if I said to you, how about you just rest and let me do it for you? You change your mind? You don't want the ice cream now? See? See, you guys proved my point. We want to control stuff so much. The moment you couldn't do it in yourself, you said, well, I don't want it anymore. Right? But rest is you staying put and then you trusting me to keep doing everything else. Now, what would happen if I said, okay, I'm going out this hallway, I'm going upstairs, I'm going to get the ice cream, and I was taking five minutes, ten minutes, thirty minutes. You said you would just leave? You wouldn't leave? You would wait? Look at you, faithful. Right. I know, that's right. So here's the point, right? A lot of times when God seems to be taking long, we stop resting. Right? The thing you want so bad, he said, you don't have to do anything. I can get that. Conserve your energy. But we want everything right now. We don't know how to rest, right? When you rest, you are saying to God, you are saying that God is more important than anything else. He is more important in your electronics. He is more important than your toys. He is more important than your friends. And guess what? The fact that none of you were willing to wait for me to go get the ice cream tells me that none of you trust me. Yeah, you got to be, see, you got to be, no, you, look, no, 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 no. Guess what? Guess what? That's how we are with God. That's why we try to do it in our own strength. That's why we don't rest, because we don't trust God. You know, in the uh, Old Testament, what God would do, because they rested on the Saturday, on the, 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 on the Sabbath, he would give them what's called a double portion the day before. He said, I would give you twice as much as the day before, so that you can rest on that day and just focus on me. God is always willing to give us a double portion if we will rest. But when you rest, you are saying that God is more important than anything else. I know you, you're either working out or your arms is killing you. So go ahead. You can, you can ask a question because you've been like, you switched arms like four or five times. So go, I'm sorry about it. Go ahead. You said eating ice cream helps you rest? Oh, dreaming of ice cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, dream that you and Jesus are eating ice cream together. Think about that. Right? That's good. Is that actually going to happen? Well, it is about the big wedding feast up there. So I like me some rib tips. So I'm hoping that we could. Uh, but I don't know what we're going to be eating. I know we're going to be feasting together. So, But Jesus is the prize. Okay, so he's the reason. Let me finish. Can we keep going through, guys? I want to push through. And so oh, what I want to remind you with rest is that you are not God and you don't have to be. All right? And you don't need to be God. You can rest. And I'm just telling you, when you start to grow up, you're going to feel this tension a lot. And it's good for you as a young age to develop patterns and rhythms of rest because if you won't, no one will do it for you. No one's going to protect your rest like you will, okay? Your parents will right now, but once you hit 18, 
Someone said no? Oh, no, it's all good. <laughs> okay. When God wants you, so God wants you to rest, you need to rest, and we need to worship God when we choose to rest. Lastly, here's the third and last thing as we prepare to wrap up. We must help others rest. We must help others rest. So if, you, if we look at chapter 3, it was read verses 1 through 6. I just want to read it real quick. It says, Jesus went into the synagogue again and noticed a man with a deformed hand. So there's a man, and his hand is really injured and messed up. He's sick. He's hurting. Okay? Um, so if you, I've seen you, seen anyone, anyone ever broke an arm, and it's like it's in a cast, and your arm is hurting, right? You broke your arm before? You did? And you're healed. Glory to the Lamb. Wow. Okay. Say that again. Oh, on a monkey bar? You broke it on a monkey bar? I'm so sorry. But let me see it now. It's good, right? Praise God. Right? Can you hear? So, so it says, Jesus went to the synagogue again and noticed a man with a deformed hand. Since it was the Sabbath, the day that everyone would rest, Jesus' enemies watched him closely. If he healed the man's hand, they planned to accuse him of working on the Sabbath, meaning they accused him of not resting. Jesus said to the man with the deformed hand, come and stand in front of everyone. Then he turned to his critics and said, does the law permit good deeds on the Sabbath or is it a day for doing evil? Is this a day to save life or to destroy life? But they would not answer him. He looked around at them angrily and was deeply saddened by their hard hearts. Then he said to the man, hold out your hand. So the man held out his hand, and it was restored. And at once the Pharisees went away and met with supporters of Herod and plotted how to kill Jesus. They were mad. Think about this. You have to be really mean to be mad that Jesus healed somebody. That's a bad thing, right? Right? Like, how can you be mad? But here's the point what we learn here. How would you feel if you were this man and your, your arm was broken, right, or your arm was withered and it's not, it's not working like it should, right? There's a lot of ways you can't rest. Everything is harder for you, right? You, but think about what this man is able to enter into now. His arm is healed, and he's actually now able to enjoy the Sabbath and actually rest. Jesus helps him. Is it good to help other people? Yes. And so Jesus helps this man find rest from his disease. So I just want to give you some practical ways that you can help other people rest because it's very important that we help each other rest, right? It's, it's like getting mad at a doctor that's trying to help you. Man, y'all speaking some truth. The spirit is up in here. We heard five sermons up there. Y'all should have preached this message this morning. All right? But here's, I want to give you just three ways, right? That you can help someone. Maybe it's your brother, your sister, someone. You could help someone solve problems, right? I was um, looking uh, this past week. I was seeing two uh, young kids like yourself helping each other do their homework. And as soon as they got done their homework, they can finally <sighs> rest, right? You can, you can help someone by, um, you know, helping with homeworks or doing math problems or something. Another way that you can help or you can help other people rest is by helping your family clean up. All the parents said amen. Look, we booby-trapped y'all to get here for me to tell you that. 
Like, no, no, we didn't. But you can help, right? Like, so if, if mom or dad or grandmom or someone helped to make dinner or do something and you can help clean up, now everybody can what? Rest, right? Or maybe someone is trying to organize or your school teacher's doing something and you say, oh, I can help you with that, right? And now she can rest. The third thing is always encourage your friends to rest. How are you doing? Are you resting? Go ahead. I see your hand. If you rested, you died? No, no, no. Now, we'll enter an eternal rest. That's heaven. That's glory. But no, you are resting your body. There's no wrong questions. Great question. So encourage, one second, encourage your friends to rest. A lot of people, adults in here, they encourage me. I've been, this last month, I've been walking with my brother who's very, very, very sick. And it's taken up all my time. And I've been exhausted a lot. And so many people text me and say, hey, are you resting? How are you doing? How can I help you with something? And I've been able to find windows of rest, and people in here care about me to make sure that I rest. Because even though I'm a pastor, I'm a human being, right? And so sometimes it's hard, and we got to help each other rest. So why don't you turn to the person next to you and just say, have you been resting lately? And say, don't lie. Tell the truth. Now, here's a, here's a second question. Turn to the person next to you and say, why are you not resting? All right, let's all bring it back in. Let's land a plane. Let's land a plane. There's sometimes, there's sometimes, everybody, there's sometimes where you have a season where you can rest. And there's sometimes where rest is just hard. It's a busy week. It's a busy time. But even Jesus went to sleep in that boat and took a power nap. Right? You got to find that power nap wherever you can. Some seasons, you got a whole week to rest. Maybe you got the summer vacation, you're off at school, right? But then school picks back up, and then where do you find rest? Well, I want to just encourage you as we close out this message to remember these three things. Well, here's the message. God wants you to rest, but here's the three points. We all need to rest. We worship God when we rest. Rest is an act of worship, and we must help each other rest. Amen? Now, to the parents, I want to leave you a verse that we've read many times, and we have it for you on the screen, and I just pray you would chew on it this week. Here's the verse from Psalm 127.2. It is vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. Let me read that to you again. It is vain... That you rise up early and go late to rest. Just running on that treadmill all day, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved rest. As we close out this message, let's be prayerful about asking God, God, where's the windows of rest that I need? And maybe if I could put my phone down or my electronics down, maybe I got some windows of rest more than I think. Amen? Amen. Let's pray together. God, I thank you for every precious soul here. I thank you for every household, every family member, and I pray that, God, you would help us to always remember that rest is an act of worship. When we choose to stop, we are saying that we, can, we trust that you can keep our world going. If we don't respond to that text message, if we don't check that email, if we put our notifications off, if we unplug and withdraw Jesus, you would even withdraw from the crowds to go be with the Father. 
to recharge. And so I just, I just pray, would, would, would we uh, not see being so busy as a badge of honor? But would we see rest as an act of worship and that, that we would have faith, faith that when we stop, you are able to keep working on our behalf? God, would you do this? May we be people of rest because you've done it all for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for, um, you know, sitting up here. And you all did a great job. Can you give yourself a round of applause? Yeah. Well, I think right now we're going to go to our time of worship, right? And so we have Mr. Jock. Say it again. Are we going to get ice cream now? Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. So what you experienced was called a sermon illustration. <laughs> it was not the real thing. I owe you ice cream. Okay. On, on record, publicly, I own that. Pastor John will make sure we all eat ice cream. Next time I serve, which is soon, we will eat ice cream together. Because I'm doing to serve up, okay? Yeah. 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 We're going to do ice cream. We're going to do ice cream together. Huh? Will it be during service? Yeah, it's going to be during. Well, is it, if your parents. They, no, 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 Y'all gonna get me? No, listen. If I pump y'all up with all that sugar and then y'all leave here at 12 noon, it ain't gonna go well. All right, so I'm gonna fill it out. The music's playing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Right. Thank you for listening to Chicago West Sunday Service. Join us next week.